I, uh, I want to believe that many of Jesus' interactions with people were random, spontaneous, organic. Not as much a strategy as an act of the Spirit. I would like to think that Jesus was just working his way through the crowd in Jericho and heard people talking about the obnoxious tax collector, Zacchaeus, in a tree, and Jesus randomly looked up and saw Zacchaeus in the tree. Without any pre-planning or advance team, just an existential moment in which Zacchaeus's life was changed forever. I would like to believe that Jesus sat by the well because he was tired and thirsty. And when a woman came to draw water in the midday heat, they had an honest-to-goodness conversation. No scripts or promos, just real interaction. I would like to think that Jesus didn't spend a lot of time writing stories at his desk. Rather, I think that in a more serendipitous way, he would, as he walked with people, see real-life occurrences that made for great storytelling. For instance, I think Jesus is walking along and teaching his followers, and he looks over the way, and there is a farmer casting seeds across unplowed ground. Jesus uses that piece of reality as inspiration to craft the incredible story of the four soils. I want to think that Jesus moves through life from situation to situation, from person to person, without an overscheduled calendar or a type A to-do list. That's what I want to believe. But I can, and I do believe that, but I can tell you this. The event that happened on what we call Palm Sunday was planned and executed by design. Jesus is a bit east of Jerusalem proper, past the Kidron Valley, up on the Mount of Olives. There he tells a couple of his disciples to take possession of a donkey that is tied up close by. It appears that Jesus has already made arrangements for this to happen because the disciples are instructed to tell the folks watching over the donkey that Jesus needs it and will return it to them soon. When Jesus made these arrangements is beyond me, but it is apparent that he did. Jesus' friends, they get the donkey, and then they, they pile some clothes on top of the donkey, and Jesus climbs aboard to ride down the Mount of Olives and past the Garden of Gethsemane and across the Kidron Valley and up to the city gates that open onto the temple grounds. And a crowd gathers along the way, which is not unusual when Jesus moves from place to place. But this crowd came complete with props. They had pre-cut branches with which they would carpet the road and swing the branches back and forth. Along with extra clothing they had brought with them to put on the ground for Jesus to walk over as he rode the donkey down the hill. The crowd, as they walk in front and behind Jesus, sing out, Hosanna! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessings on the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest. 
Their voices are loud enough that the sound travels up the Kidron Valley to the ears of the religious leaders standing on the city ramparts. The donkey, the crowd, the branches, maybe even the song, the choreography, seem as if they are planned out, prepared to be used in this moment of time as Jesus the Galilean enters Jerusalem. While much of Jesus' ministry may feel spontaneous, at least to me, this event, recorded in all four Gospels, definitely feels like a planned event. And if so, why? What message is Jesus sending with this parade? What is the significance of a donkey ride? What is happening with all this singing? Now, if we are to get some answers to those questions, we need to go back. Back to David. David has, in the history of Israel, stood out as a singular, iconic hero. A king. A deliverer. One after God's own heart. The great shepherd who cares for Israel. One to whom future generations would look back to as the golden age. David delivered the people of Israel from foreign powers and built a mighty kingdom. Within generations of the end of David's reign, Israel would be first divided, then diminished, and finally conquered. And so David and his ability to bring people together became legend. People look back in hope of a king like David. A new king, but a king like David. Handsome, charismatic, decisive David. Now, of course, they had to skip over the Bathsheba assault and the killing of Bathsheba's husband and the turmoil in government and in his family. But still, the people longed for the best of David. Now, David, before he reigned in Jerusalem, was anointed king in Hebron because Jebus, which would become Jerusalem or renamed Jerusalem, was in the hands of the Jebusites. David reigned in Hebron for seven years before consolidating his power in Jerusalem. Jesus, the people noted, had begun his ministry away from Jerusalem, 90 miles away, up in Galilee, and was the son of Galilee. And just as J David entered Jerusalem to the accolades of the masses, now Jesus is coming to Jerusalem with the accolade of the masses, riding on a donkey by way of parade. David would make Jerusalem his home after the Jebusites were defeated and the Ark of the Covenant was recaptured by the Philistines. And as David paraded into Jerusalem as the new capital of Israel with the Ark of the Covenant behind him, the accompanying boisterous and chaotic parade proved to be so intense that David's wife was disgusted with her dancing husband's shenanigans. But that parade stood as a moment of national pride 
to return again to a moment when a king leads a victory parade into Jerusalem was the hope of a nation. Add to the tradition of King David and his glory days, there is a prophetic announcement that a new king is coming in a particular way. The old prophet Zechariah proclaimed, Shout and cheer, daughter Zion. Raise the roof, daughters of Jerusalem. Your king is coming. A good king who makes all things right. A humble king riding on a donkey. A mere cult of a donkey. I've had it with war. No more chariots in Ephraim. No more war horses in Jerusalem. No more swords and spears, bows and arrows. He will offer peace to the nations, a peaceful rule worldwide from the four winds to the seven seas. The prophecy promises a new king, a king that will rule in peace and humility. As Jesus is presently riding into Jerusalem, surrounded by peasants with leafy branches strewn in the road, instead of a horse, a battle steed, an animal of war, a symbol of might and power, he rides a donkey, a symbol of peace and humility. In this act of parading into Jerusalem, Jesus both encaptures the idea of the great King David and the idea of the new king who would come in peace. I think Jesus is sending a very clear message. I think. The message is aimed at the crowd in the parade with him. The message is aimed at the religious leaders who are planning to kill him. And the message is aimed at the political powers who are watching him with apprehension. The message is definite. There is no mistaking it. There is a new king in town. That's what Palm Sunday is about. It's coronation. There is a new king in town. For all the moderns who strive to make Jesus apolitical, the parade into Jerusalem is a blatant political act. But that's not all. There's a new king in town, but this is a different kind of king. Folks won't cry out as they did with David. David has killed his ten thousands. Instead, this is a king who comes in peace, who makes peace, who is the prince of peace. This is a king who loves a good parade. This king represents a new kingdom. But not in the form for which the Israelites had wished and dreamed. As a nation, they had seen their country under the thumb of foreign occupation for most of its existence. From the Philistines to the Assyrians to the Babylonians to the Persians to the Medes to the Greeks to the Romans. But Jesus, sitting on that donkey, riding down the hill with the palm branches spread before him, represented a new king and a new kingdom. Not a kingdom of violence or war or occupation. This is a kingdom of peace. And if we listen to the Gospels, 
as Jesus describes the kingdom of which he is king, we learn that in this kingdom love reigns, grace abides, mercy is the way justice works, serving others is mandatory, kindness is a way of life. In this kingdom, God reigns through Jesus, the new king. So on this Palm Sunday, we shout, Hosanna, Hosanna. The king has come, and he invites us to actively participate in this kingdom of love. Amen.